Hey, what's up, everyone? It's me, Battle, and I hope you are all having a great day. So this week, I am going to be talking about something that I hate. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll know that I'm not a big fan of cold cases or missing person cases. So today, I will be talking about a girl that went missing back in August 18th of 2000. First of all, <laughs> her name is Brittany Renee Williams, and at the age of seven, she went missing. Born March 20th, 1993, Brittany was born with acquired immune deficiency syndrome, better known as AIDS. Now, I know you're wondering how could someone so young be diagnosed with AIDS? Well, that's because about three months before she was actually born, her mom contracted the disease. So growing up, it was pretty rough for Brittany. And three years after Brittany was born, her mother died due to the disease. But before dying, she made sure to give custody or guardianship to a person named Kim Parker. Kim was a friend of Brittany's mom and they met through an organization that helped give long-term care to kids with AIDS or other serious medical problems. Here's a key thing though, Kim was actually the one that created this organization. And according to the charlieproject.org, Kim actually would live off the donations that was supposed to be given to the organization to help the children. Not only that, she was also living off of the benefits of these children because you guessed it, you heard me say children. She was not just taking care of Brittany, she was taking care of other children, but she was using like their social security and Medicaid, which is pretty shitty if you ask me, but I don't know. It was actually said that the house that Kim had these children was disgusting and riddled with bugs and things like that. Not only that, people said that they've seen her be abusive to the kids, specifically Brittany. The house was in such bad conditions that at the time of Brittany's disappearance, her, her hair was pretty much shaved off because there was a lice infestation at the house. So yeah, it was a pretty shitty environment. So think about it, having to be born with a very serious disease to a single parent and then lose that single parent and then move into a shitty home, Brittany was never given a chance to succeed. So for four years, Brittany actually lived in impoverished conditions while this caretaker was actually pretty much living off of these kids, like fucking flexing off of these kids' money. And yeah, it was supposed to go to the kids, but guess what? It wasn't. And the last time anyone ever saw Brittany was in August of 2000. But before going missing, Brittany actually was almost put in her half-sister's home who was an adult at the time, but ended up not going because her sister was like, it's too difficult to take care of Brittany because she has all these treatments that she has to do, but she wanted to stay in contact with her. Kim didn't allow for her sister to have contact with Brittany because I don't know why. So instead, since she wasn't able to pawn Brittany off on her sister, she gave her to two other women named Linda and Katie, and this was in August of 2000. What happens next is pretty crazy. It's because Kim was actually arrested in November of 2000 because Brittany had not been going to school. And if your child misses so much school, the law will get involved because by law, teachers are mandated reporters, and if they're not, if something is not happening, they're going to report it and stuff is going to be 
taken care of. When in court, Kim was like, yo, I don't have custody of Brittany. I gave her to Linda. And because of that, the charges were dropped because she signed the custody over to Linda. It was also stated though, that Linda returned for Christmas eventually. And during that time, Kim gave Linda $3,000 to keep Brittany and then eventually sent her more money in the mail around $5,000. And after that, she had not heard of them since or heard from them since December of 2000. Another thing that's crazy was that Kim was supposed to take Britney to get a paternity test, but she never did. And because of that, she was she had to present herself before a court and explain why she didn't. And she said that it was because Britney was living with relatives. And the court was like, okay, whatever. Let's just fucking drop this again. Another crazy thing is, even though Britney was living with relatives, Kim was still collecting the money. Yep, she was collecting the money. So let's fast forward to 2003. No one knows where Brittany is. Is she just missing? Is she dead? What's going on? And actually local news outlets were wanting to interview Kim to try to figure out what's going on, but she wasn't having it. Since she didn't have custody of Brittany anymore, custody was given to the local social security department and they were tasked to go find her. And this is when an open investigation was done. And in February, 2003, Kim had to serve about 20 days in jail because she failed to tell police where she was, where Brittany was, and that was it. Eventually, Kim was indicted on 73 felony charges, mostly fraud and money laundering, relating to Brittany's case, all the money that she was taking. She only pled guilty to one count of mail fraud and one count of wire fraud. Eventually though, she was charged with three counts of medical assistant payment fraud because she kept getting money that was supposed to be going to Brittany. And what else is crazy? What else is crazy? What battle? What, what could possibly be more crazy? Well, in May of 2003, investigators end up going to Kim's house to look for Brittany or any signs of Britney. They even go to the lengths of pumping out her septic system to see like, okay, are there any remains? But nope, there's nothing that was found. To this day, Britney's whereabouts remain unsolved. I know you're probably wondering, why are you talking about Kim so much versus Britney? And it's because there's not a lot of information about Britney besides that she was, or she is a biracial female. It's assumed that wherever she is, she is probably not alive. It's assumed that wherever she is, she's probably not in a good state or possibly not alive because she had AIDS. And if she wasn't getting the medical treatment when she was with a caregiver, she probably wasn't getting it after that. So we know that people that have AIDS are more susceptible to illnesses or getting sick because they have an immune deficiency. It's a sad case, but it's an important case to talk about because you know, a lot of people go missing, especially black women and not a lot is done about it. If you have any information about Brittany or her whereabouts, the Henrico County Police Department will take any information. The number is 804-501-5000. Thanks, see ya. Dime lo que tú quieres de mi coqueta Sé lo que te gusta es salir y se suelta Cuando va la reggaeto pa' mí, que muñeca Me gusta salir y se doy
quiero que te vean y te sigan. Soy yo mandole de gusto, güero, una coqueta. Dime cómo suena la pobreza. Sé que tú supiste que tú fuiste la coqueta. Tú siempre fuiste la coqueta. Dime lo que, dime lo que tú quieres de mi coqueta. Sé lo que te gusta y salir y se suelta. Cuando vuela reggaeton pa' mí, que muñeca. Me gusta salir y se If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.